You are now listening to the Socks and Sandals podcast. Every time an independent, a truly independent source goes into the Portland Place Bureau, we find chaos. Just one of the people like just told to my managers who like had fired me, they were like, yeah, did you see Tevin's video was on Complex? And he was like, man, dog, they sick, man. Yada, yada. And I was just like, I was laughing because it was just like, you know, bro, like, you know, God, God always got a plan. In that moment, I thought, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to sit here in the middle of this aisle in Target and talk to her and break down what is going on and why she believes that these white Barbie dolls are more valuable or should come home with us over these brown and black Barbie dolls. The Egyptian creation story is a very sexual one. Mm -hmm. And it talks of the god creating himself through a sexual act with himself. So it's a masturbatory big bang like I never even hire coaches when I establish a program. I always hire mentors first. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because a mentor gets the big picture. Coach might just get basketball. I want somebody that under X's and I want somebody that's about whole life. I'm not the only podcaster out there. You're not the only marketer out there. Like there's a lot of people doing the same things. But the things that's going to separate you and I from the rest of the people is that we become our best selves and we just don't quit. So what is the gospel? What is the pure, unadulterated yes, gospel? Yes, yes, and that is what I live by, because the moment this changes is the moment I'm leaving Christianity. Okay. The pure, unadulterated gospel, and I can say it in one sentence, but I'll elaborate. For sure. Is love God and do whatever the fuck you want. Peace and blessings, y'all. Welcome back to the Socks and Sandals podcast. It's your guy, Emmanuel, back in the building, whipping it up. First things first, man, I want to say I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Every single one of you, everyone that's tapped in um, in 2021, uh, everyone that has text, that has hit me on socials, all of that, man. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. I have not been producing as much content as I have wanted to. But, you know, it's been a lot going on. Uh, first things first, my third child is here. Hermes, Desir Mosiah Williams, man. He was born April 24th on my wife's birthday. How ironic is that, man? So uh, that's that's just been amazing. Uh, man, new life is, is something else. New life is special. New smile, new baby sounds new little quirks man it's a it's a beautiful thing so um you know we've been busy as a family we've been busy and it's been a lot going on as well because a week before he was born uh you know we were cleaning the bathroom and the supply line got detached from the back of the toilet um and water just began bursting out like a fire hydrant for like 10 or 15 minutes non-stop and so you know the upstairs bathroom the hallway both my kids rooms the stairs and then water went down into the, um, the downstairs bathroom um, went into the living room kitchen dining room so basically every room 
was affected in my house by water damage except for the, um, the master bedroom bedroom so me and my wife's bedroom was not affected but everything else was affected so you know we've been at my parents house we've been staying with my folks for almost three months now and uh yeah so our whole house is getting remodeled it was it was all torn up all gutted out um had to get all new drywall new floor about to get a brand new kitchen it's, it's gonna be borderline a brand new house on the inside so it's it's kind of exciting but you know it's it's been a, it's been a journey you know not not being able to go back home and uh and then having having the baby and and coming out you know having to get all the baby stuff and move it out here and bassinet all that stuff getting set up so long story less long it's been a lot going on um and that's why you all haven't been seeing episodes as frequently as, as i would like to produce them also ever since the pandemic i just haven't been producing <laughs> as many episodes um you know so but but that will change sooner than later i promise you so appreciate y'all for tapping in i just also want to preface a little bit on this episode so um you know me and my guy terrence aka book we're we're talking about basically who's holding down the community you know there are some some major initiatives going on in portland some some big organizations that have plans to do certain things right so um with book and I don't want to speak for him too much. I just want to preface this for you guys. So, uh, so with Boog, you know, he's he's a contractor and he, he works for a contractor, and you know they are pushing for this project that is proposed by the Oregon Department of Transportation. So in Portland, Oregon, there's the I-5 corridor that goes through the Rose Quarter, which is like the most busiest place on the east side of Portland, right? Busiest in, uh, uh, freeway. So. The proposal is to expand the freeway and put a cap on it. So it's a billion dollar project and um, roughly $200 million is supposed to be set aside and allocated for black and minority owned businesses. And so, you know, he and and his group, they're pushing for that to go through because that's going to be big for them. It's going to give them a lot of work, going to be able to, you know, obviously a lot of cash infused into their business so that so that they can hire folks and be able to have the capital to take on bigger projects, right? So there's that. But then there's, you know, there's some tension because there's the organization Albina Vision Trust. You know, I facil- I've been facilitating their workshops that they've been doing with the community. I don't work for them, but you know, I just contract with them. But you know, I'm, I'm speaking for myself and I'm speaking from a knowledge base that I have with what Albina Vision is attempting to do and why they're doing what they're doing so there is a tension between the black contractors and you know what albina vision trust is doing because albina vision has a lot of clout with the city with metro with the county all that type of stuff right now albina vision is not opposed to the freeway expansion with the cap on top the only thing is they want to make sure that the cap is strong enough so that you can put housing on top of the cap. Obviously, putting a freeway through that area or not, obviously, but basically putting a freeway through that area. You know, there was eminent domain and a lot of black families 
in that historically black district in Portland, a lot of them lost houses and lost businesses. So they want to make sure that the cap can be strong enough to put some houses and or businesses on top so that we can get black people back in there, black businesses, black owned businesses back in there to be able to benefit from the wealth of that area. However, with them wanting extra safety precautions to be taken to see if housing and or buildings could be built on top of the cap that pushes back the project that ODOT is proposing. It means for the black contractors that the contracts are held up, the process is held up for another 18 months to three years, potentially, right? And so there's tension between the two camps. And really, the tension is more or less coming from the contractors feeling like AVT has a little bit too much power. The fact that they can hold up that whole project because of the clout that they have, you know, it's kind of like, yo, who's really holding us down? Because we can give jobs, contractors are saying, we can give jobs to our community right now. We can infuse capital in our community sooner rather than later. And Albina is saying, well, we have this long term 50 year plan and we can start infusing wealth into the community, hopefully within the next five to 10 years. Um, but there is just a lack of trust on, on both sides, on both fronts, as far as not coming from both sides, but as far as the community is concerned, it's kind of hard to know, man, should I trust Albina and what they're doing and the vision that they have? Can they pull it off? Because yeah, the chairman of the board is black, the, but the majority of the board is non-black. And then you have to think, man, there are the contractors that are trying to do their thing. Are they really going to give us jobs or are they just going to pocket it? What did they do in the past? Have they held us down historically? Have they really given jobs the way that they say they're going to propose to give us jobs now? Right. On these previous big projects, has the wealth been spread around or was it just kept between a few people? So as you can see, a lot of questions, a lot of things to hash out to grapple with. So without further ado, let's dig into this conversation. Grace and peace. What up, what up? I want to welcome you all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, history and religion collide. And we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. It's your guy, Emmanuel. I'm back in the building, whipping it up. And I got my brother from another Mr. Terrence Hayes, if you Yo. know him affectionately, you call him Boog, man. What's going on, bro? <laughs> man, bless, man. It's been a while since me and you tapped in. So I'm giggly, but I'm excited because I know, <laughs> yeah, I know it's going down. So I'm excited, oh, man. man. No doubt, no doubt, bro. Well, we'll, we'll see, man. I don't, I don't know how much I'm, I'm ready to duke it out with you, man. <laughs> Not yet. I can't, I can't, I can't keep up with you. But for those that are, uh, that are on live right now, appreciate y'all for popping in. I wish it would show the, uh, the names. I, don't, I haven't been on live in so long. I don't know how to, you don't know how to work it no more. I don't know how to work it, bro. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, I'll just wait for the comments. Um, right. But yeah, man. So we're we're talking about 
actually, you know what book I'm going to have you introduce the conversation. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So I reached out to Emmanuel to poke and harass him a little bit because I feel like there's a, there's a quiet um, dialogue that's happening um, about the I-5 expansion project. And the reason it's important for our community is because we are the quiet dialogue, right? We have, I wouldn't say competing um, in the, um, interests. I believe that, that we have two, two different sets of groups that want the best for our community, um, mm -hmm. but the process to get there might be a little different for each group, right? And so I wanted to engage um, the community about what's happening. And I, I, just like I said to you, I value you as a high integrity guy, right? And I know um, that, that you gonna, you gonna put in the work and, and I'm a high integrity guy, right? So I wanna make sure that I'm approaching this non-biasly, but I have a bias, so let's be clear about that. And the bias is, is I work um, part of the um, Hamilton Stunt Joint Venture that won this project um, in conjunction with Raymore Construction. I work with them guys. So that's a clear bias in the sense so, that- So break it down is, so mm -hmm. there's there's this I-5 corridor, there's this right. construction project yeah. coming up. Big. And tell me and, and tell me and everyone else um, what- okay what the what the black community has to gain right so so at this junction this is damn near a billion dollar project right um it was originally bidded at about 800 and something million but we understand that that's going to continue to grow the mm -hmm. goal is that 20 percent dbe part participation which is disadvantaged businesses which can be um women Hispanics, Blacks, any of those categories, right? But the difference is because of redlining that happened in the historical Ibana community, ODOT, Oregon De Department of Transportation, is very interested in how they deal with our community, mm -hmm. right? How the Blacks benefit now from this billion dollar project. And so the reason there's so much dialogue about us is because historically they came through built a bunch of stuff kicked the black out of the abana community and mm -hmm. now we, we are in this what i always call blm culture right where where everybody is conscious of us all of a sudden right and yep. now you have a you have a billion dollars on the table and they want to talk to us about it and they and because they want to talk to us we finally have leverage in this conversation Right. And and there's a there's entities or stakeholders, as they call um, people in our community. All of us have you know, leaders. Right. But they use the term stakeholders who have a different view. Now, for me, it's important that our community is aware. Right. Damn the views. We could talk about that. But what what bothers me the most is both sides have been negligent and I'm on one of these sides, let's be clear, have been very negligent in talking to our community. So about, let's, let's talk about, about these a lot two of money. Sides. These two uh -huh. sides. So there's there's <laughs> the side of um, you know, the black contractors that stand to gain right. substantial right. contracts right. in their history, record breaking right. contracts that right. they right. because of this project. Right. Now there's another um, black led organization. Mm -hmm. That is on the other side of the conversation, right. and um, depending on who tells it, 
right. they are holding up the process of getting that right. Right. So, right. So let's be clear, right? No, first and foremost, no, no matter the side, we will not gain in the same way that any of these white white companies will gain. Okay. So let's be clear. Um, Ray Moore, um, Ray Moore's responsibility. Ray Moore is the black company that's particularly um, has a partnership with Hamilton Sun Joint Venture. Because this is such a large project, two big companies had to create a joint venture, and then they're in partnership with Raymore, right? Raymore is not big enough in this grand scheme to, mm. to hold this type of contract. And, and quite honestly, there's no black company that's big enough to sustain a billion-dollar project, at least on this side of the Maxi Dixie that I know of, right? Mm, and right. so in that partnership, Raymore has been tasked with making sure that this joint venture don't do the prototypical um, come in, get the bag, leave, and Black folks have nothing at the end. This is our task, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the truth of the matter is we got a lot of work, a whole bunch of work, right? And and so now you lean into uh, the albino vision side, which I'm learning more and more about, and I want to be really, really mm -hmm. careful not to risk misrepresent um, those those guys and those women and men on that side, right? But what I, but the issue that that I have with them is that um, is that the entry point, the entry point that they entered in, assuming it seems late, because I can only talk about what I see, right? The right. entry, the entry point could hold up us being able to get um, this 20% DBE, which you're talking about, so quite possibly $200 million back into our community. So let's break that down. So mm -hmm. there's a there's an entry point that Albina right. Vision came in at um, and whatever that entry point is and what, what their stance is right. due to their entry point, the timing and their stance. Right, right, right. How is it, how is it preventing, you know? Right, the work. The work. Right, exactly. so, so let's be clear. Our Bina Vision and Trust got a, got a picture of, of what they call the Rose Quarter cap, right? So this is in that, it, there's a bottleneck part of the highway where basically they want to shift like um, Vancouver and shift all these things in that in that Rose Quarter area and then mm -hmm. build a cap, right? A big highway cap. Uh, I think about eight or nine acre cap, right? So this mm -hmm. is a big cap. And yeah. then they're going to build on top of that cap. So Albina Vision and Trust is saying, whoa, 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 whoa. Before y'all build, remember who's supposed to be the special interest in this. And mm -hmm. here are some options, right? Mm -hmm. Now, at the end of the day, I cannot... Let's be clear. I'm not knocking the options and I'm not knocking the vision, right? I don't want to misrepresent that. What I become concerned with is, is one, we have to be careful. That's why I made it clear at the beginning. Hamilton and Sun joint venture is ultimately the big contractor, white owned and ran organizations that's probably economically, no, damn the probably, that will economically benefit from this as the main um, general contractor. Okay, so let's just be clear about that. But Alvina Vision and Trust has to has that same problem because first of all, it doesn't matter what we change. It's going to be some big white companies that benefit. And for sure, if you're trying to change, you don't have we most of the time we don't have the twenty million to even create the architectural plans to give the adjustments that Albina Vision and Trust want, which is they want to create some some property build out on the cap that is particularly there to benefit the black community 
Mm-hmm. Right. They, they right. do. And, and that's why I can't knock the vision. It's just that that vision could cost us three years. Right. They say 18 months, but that's not necessarily true, because if 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 the one. So they have three options. Option one, four and five. One doesn't really affect much. Right. One gives us some good stuff, but it ain't the total vision that I think our bond of vision and trust would love to see that can economically be an advantage to, to our community. Mm-hmm. Four and five, I mean, these are big plans that can really do quite possibly do some amazing things, but it could be at the cost, right, of three or four years. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I love the, the vision can be beautiful, but are we at a stage in Portland right now where we, we need to consider three years later with, with you know, hundreds of millions of dollars that could circulate through our community, not just in entrepreneurship or jobs creation, right? Mm-hmm. As, far as, as far as guys who don't have businesses, but part of what we're supposed to be tasked with is making sure, and that's our task. I don't put that on our bond of vision and trust. Even if they got what they want, they're not a construction company, right? They don't have the task of making sure that people is trained properly and all that, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's why I say, I think we all want the black community to benefit. I just worry, Brody, that, if we take this off the table for a couple of years for our people, we ha- we're up 800% in violence, right? You, mm-hmm. can't, you can't disconnect the community from economics and think it's gonna get better, right? right? Our, America is economically driven. We, were com- we came here as an economic resource, mm-hmm. right? That's just mm-hmm. a fact. And so we've been separated historically from economics. Um, I would like to find a way that that Albina Vision and Trust can press for the betterment of our community, right? Mm. But we not lose the time frame um, on the project. That scares me, Brody, because mm. as I'm working and I'm part of what I'm trying to do is get people coming out of penitentiary, get our young men, get our young women, right? And I know they have the same concern over there. Don't don't misrepresent that. I don't have no judgment. I just think they don't. I, I honestly, man, you believe that the brothers and sisters that spearheading this thing don't have enough construction experience to understand the way it could affect um, the construction of the project or the way it can affect um, us getting brothers and sisters working over the next five years. Yeah. So let me, so I get, so where I come in on this, on this conversation Uh um, is because I am, you know, loosely associated with Albina Vision Trust because, you know, I, I do facilitate their workshops with the, with the black community. I've seen your face on there. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, with the with the black community, right. the, the community at large. You know, I, I'm talking right. to everybody, right? Right. So, um, so I'm I am associated. I don't work for them, no. you know, but it's right. just like those are. I know the the good folks right. that run it. They doing some good stuff over there, bro. Yeah, right. yeah. And so I just want everybody to know that. My opinions are my own. I do not represent, <laughs> represent the them. Whatever I say, don't right. run back to anybody right. that's literally right. on the board right. or literally. Right. Right. Uh, this is just you. say. Oh, by the way, right. man, you may have said. Yeah. Right. yeah. So I'm just I'm I'm giving it up and, and trying to be as as neutral as possible, but still right. all the information that I have uh, in a way that's constructive and, and for it. Right. And and I think that's what's so sucky, Emmanuel, is that. Yeah. I I fought both sides, if I can be honest, for not giving our community the benefit of the doubt. 
of being able to process this information and make a decision, right? Everybody has this thing. And I think most people have it to a certain degree, maybe even me and you, where we know our community is broken. It got a lot of growth. It's been disenfranchised from information. So sometimes we'd be like, they not ready yet. They not ready yet. And mm-hmm. for me, it'd be like, nah, I guess, but I believe we have the capacity, right? And so in all disclosure, I've brought this same chastisement to my side. I'm done talking about what my community ain't ready for. And what I'm what we need to be talking about is how do we get the information to them? So for me, I'm like black folks, it's a billion dollars about to circulate in Portland. Mm-hmm. Is you really going to miss out on that? Mm. And then force both sides. I don't care who wins this this discussion at the end. Y'all mm. better wake up and go get get part of that bag, right? Mm. Y'all better get it together. If you if you don't have entrepreneur aspirations, you better go get a trade that's gonna be on a the house. They listen. We're even talking about two year college on us for people who want to be in construction management, mm. where we pay the tab as you work and we pay for your college, right? That's not the big up us. That's going somebody gonna pay that tab no matter who you know wins the discussion but it's so much money and I just I'm looking at my community and I'm like look don't don't be blindfolded to what's about to happen you well, are the, the thing man. is the, the community don't they don't really know I know <laughs> they don't they don't really know what's at stake and so um and so it, it comes down to in, in Portland you know black Portland is so fractured everybody's not together like they used to be um, and there's the story of pretty much every metropolitan area or most metropolitan areas around the country mm-hmm. because of gentrification, right? So right. Uh, we have these things that kind of concern us, but in this situation with, you know, the, the contractors mm-hmm. and that, that group of folks, about the Albina yeah. Vision folks, right. there's, there's small groups of people right. that are the, I guess you could say spokespersons for right. the group. <laughs> but however... You know, they're speaking for the group and there's right. these there's these ideas of wealth and right, I, I, right, uh, right. entrepreneurship and right. job creation. Right. But the money is supposed to be given to these small groups and then right. dispersed throughout <laughs> the black community. But that scares we, me. We never know <laughs> if it's really going to go where it's. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, but that's so, because we're not involved in it. Well, so we're, we're not involved in it. And because we don't know when stuff is going to play out that's what i'm saying it's a, it's a, a re- revolving door of just it is question marks just nick right. young face all over the place right. so let's 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 go in this direction bro so let me say this before we go, go what ahead, black go folks ahead. need to do is because you're right we're not getting answers we're not asking questions people like me People like um, Hamilton Sun Joint Ventures, Ray Moore, people like um, Albina Vision and Trust, the community needs to start forcing us all to be clear about what's happening and then represent their true desires holistically, right? Because the stakeholders always have the voice and the community as a large, we're supposed to just trust them and not be coming in and challenging. Listen, I want them to come challenge us, right? I want them to put stuff in there and say, Terrence, BS you need to answer for this, right? And if I don't answer it, I'm going to say, I'll try next time. But go ahead. I just I just want our people, Emmanuel, to not sit back and wait on answers, but demand them, right, right? from everybody. Though. Yeah. So what, what do you think is the, the answer or the, the information mm-hmm. that the contractors would like to see or, you know, maybe the move that what they would like to see be made right. by Albina Vision? Because there is 
there is i mean if, if we be honest right you know like let's because once again you you work for whoever I, right you know i contract with whoever right. but at the end of the day we're here for the community because we love like, our people Absolutely. Because, because we love our people we love right. our community and we're going to do whatever is best and whatever is constructive for lack of a better term for our right. community right? right but there is like the two sides are i'll say from my vantage point right right there is a that there's a one-sided at odds and it's the construction like <laughs> yo <laughs> what's going on with y'all y'all holding up the process and then what right. i'm seeing from the, on the abt side they're right. like well we don't want it to end. We just want to make sure that the safety is cool. Right, there's, right. There's a there's a level of right oh, from right. the construction side. So what? Right. Why is that? I mean, I heard you say you know three years extending the project. Right. So you know that, that's fair. Let's talk a little bit about that. So I think from the construction side, what the concern is is that if we don't get going. Right. There's a possibility that this. So it's not just three years. What we're not talking about, Emmanuel, honestly, let's say we get one of the bigger options, look at which can add a half a billion dollars, right up to five hundred million dollars, possibly. And I don't want to get stuck on the numbers because somebody got to flip the bill. Right. Mm -hmm. But let's say that. So if it expands it enough, we can really be back at the drawing board. Right. We can really be back at the, the at a fundamental design, which took three years last time to even bid out. So be clear, like we're not even, let's be clear, we're not even at 20% um, design. And what that means is that even though we have a picture of what we want to do, the intricate aspects of designing that is not even 20%. I think we finally maybe hit 20% design of like the, the architectural and the civil and all these, you know, smart people thoughts that that keep a, um, a damn highway from collapsing, right? We're at 20%. So if we're three or four years later in the whole even bidding process, and then if we have to start over because what we add is so large that it forces a, a new redesign, then we're again, we're not just talking about two or three years. We're talking about two or three years of like land, well, 18 to two years, of, 18 months to two years of land surveying, right? Then you're talking about another couple years of even um, of, of a bid process again, where we have to be competitive again. And then we may be talking about a year or two before design is ready to a significant amount to be able um, to even start work. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you, you, I mean, you talking about multiple years possibly before we can get working. So from a construction, let's just talk, I'm going to say from a black interest construction point of view, right. Cause I don't want to speak cause there's going to be people getting more money from this than the law should allow. And I don't have to represent that. Okay. I just don't cause I love my people and that's my interest from a black construction standpoint. My concern is if we don't get our community working right and when i say working i'm talking about the build out i'm not simply talking about um, quite possibly the entrepreneurship that can exist once the cap is built and and all that stuff that's a that's a different set of conversation that we can address concerning economics and how to right. sustain it but right. just the build out i don't want to wait four or five more years before i can get young black men in portland working young black women before i can get these black companies who will be specifically targeted 
budget for this working manual, yeah. right? They damn near have, I hate to use this terminology because the, the joint venture might kill me, but they damn near are shoe-in, right? If they can provide a service because we have to have 20% at least that's that's federal standard. We're looking at trying to be at 28, 30% DBE participation. So from yeah. a construction side, I think it's demonized as simply like construction people want they bag. But from a black construction side, I'm looking like I gotta get my community working. I gotta get us involved. I gotta get this money flowing through the community because it will build the community economically. And then you have to understand my particular job is not to just make sure we get jobs, but to make sure we become excellent, right? Mm -hmm. Because in construction, Emmanuel, what happens is we become what they call broom pushers. We go to these big white companies, they hire us on because they need the numbers, right? And then we don't learn to master the crafts. If we don't master the crafts, we don't start the companies. If we don't start the companies, so, we so don't have ownership. This is, this is, that's a very good point. So let's say um, let's say Albina Vision was with um, the, the cap mm -hmm. and they were like, all right, let's do it. So that means it will probably start within a year 18 months or something like that well they're with the cap what they what they're wanting to do is change the build some of the positioning and the build out of the cap they're not anti the cap okay what they don't well, want so but they just but they want to make sure you can build on top of it and that is well, they well they want to no they want to make sure that there's a special interest right for okay. us in its build out right they want to make mm. sure and and they're also asking to accumulate land surrounding that space and so they're their vision is to make sure that that there's a certain amount of trusted or certain amount of that's going to be protected mm -hmm. for that community right and and we will have access to it mm -hmm. okay that's what's up so that's 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 good i think i lost you Emmanuel, and it might oh, be me. i can hear you but you did freeze <laughs> let me try this there you go i see you now do we back? Okay. We back. We so, back. so, 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 so no, they, they're not anti the cap. They just want to build out to look. A a mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So, but, but my concern is that the, the, the build out that's that they're saying is in our best interest, which I have a couple economic issues with. And I want to talk about that too. Well, hold on before, but before, but we get, be, before we get into that, let's. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So there's, Come on, E, don't hold back. You ask well, your questions, man. Let's go. I'm gathering, I'm gathering so many, so <laughs> many ways that we could attack this, bro. All right, let's go. The same people mm -hmm. that are banging on Albina Vision are the mm -hmm. same people that were here and watched their neighborhood get gentrified and or participated in it. Let's keep it a buck. Or if, yeah. if I'm if I'm misrepresenting, no, no, okay. Let me, so, I mean, it's um, because look, it's it's us, bro. Like right, if, if we right. don't hold we ourselves don't talk, accountable, right. if if we don't hold ourselves accountable, who's gonna do it? Right. It has right. to be. Us. Nobody. And so I'm 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 speaking uh, with a constructive criticism about right. about my people, right? So right. Um, just taking a step back and taking my emotion out of mm -hmm. it and my, yeah, my emotional attachment to the situation. These are the same folks that, that, that have seen the gentrification happen to mm 
to their city, like when they were adults. When they was running they, the show. They, they right, watched right. their whole neighborhood get taken right. and, yeah. you know, they were working jobs and they were doing whatever, but mm -hmm. they didn't do anything to stop it and slow it down. And I really don't know, but some of them may have owned multiple homes. And maybe some of them cashed out. And, and I don't know. I really don't know. Cashed out. Huh? Well, 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 a lot of them cashed out, but this oh. is true. Okay, Emmanuel, is that? Let me let me let me get to it. I got you. Let you get so, through that. So they did that, and now, from what I understand, from what I've been told, just because I've been mm -hmm. I've been facilitating the meetings and I'm I'm talking through the plans right, and all right. that that I didn't create. I'm just right. presenting it to the people. So the Albina Vision has a 50 year plan to create wealth in for the Black community, right? 50. Right a 50 year plan. And so when, when we hear, when I hear this number of, you know, there's a billion dollar fund and then there's going to be such and such million dollars set aside for, you know, um, minorities, women, business, all that type of stuff, you know, okay. It's going to create jobs or that's, that's cool. But is it, but what I like about buying a vision, I, you know, they don't have it all together, but it's, it's still a vision. They don't have anything working, but it's just mm -hmm. like, all right, all right. The, the plan is not only create jobs, but create educational hubs and create spaces for people to live, specifically black folks, and not only just give people jobs, but give them the tools to be able to create their own jobs and not just work for somebody. Right. Right. And so when, when I look at that plan, I gravitate more towards that, that 50 year that not only get the people a job, but show them how to become a contractor and not just work for the same contractor that was benefiting right. from our gentrification and didn't do anything different. So now that they're getting this money from ODOT, are they just right. going to find their pockets again right. and give us a job and then five years will be out of a job and then there will be no infrastructure? And so right. that's what I like about the Albina vision. That's the other side of the, the, the coin and the talking point. There's an infrastructure that is attempting to be built, not just a building or a highway and then you have these jobs and then the contract is over and then that's it right so so first of all i want to say this is the biggest problem about um all the big names controlling the dialogue and not the people because okay. we're, we're not yet forced to um neither side has been particularly forced by the people to lay their plans out right mm -hmm. neither side has been and so well, me and you, Alina, they they are putting out their plan yeah, but, but they're but, but, it's, but it's, they're, they're they're building but, you, plan. but you're stopping. but you're still putting out your plan to people that don't understand construction or economics enough to challenge it, right? Mm -hmm. And and we're not we if we don't teach the people, we would be guilty of the same thing. And and that's what I'm saying. Like when you talk economics you talk a 50-year plan of economics and your people don't understand economics, I don't want white to be the ground by which my people um, learn and grow. And I'll give you an example of why I talk about the cap. If we talk about, okay, we're gonna take this cap and we're gonna build on it and we're gonna give you affordable housing. The moment you start talking affordable housing, you're talking about subsidizing, right? And then you're talking about losing control. You're talking about, you're talking about a people that, that might not be equipped in this economic system to sustain their homes. When we're, when we're talking about what happened in redlining, these are the, if you really read the history of redlining, these are 
same dialogues that they were having back then when we were building uh, military equipment for them, right? And then, and then once they were done with us, they got us up out of there. So this other, this is the beginning of the redlining process, right? Is the 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 conversation becomes, we're going to give y'all, and somehow through giving y'all should be able to sustain. The welfare system boasted the same thing. Section 8 boasted the same thing. Now, I'm not, I haven't seen their plan, so I want to be really, really careful not to judge it, Emmanuel, mm-hmm. because I haven't seen, and I'm sure they have a lot of amazing ideas. But what I will say is that redlining historically started when they made jobs unaccessible to us. The minute people can't work, we can't sustain. And so when you talk about putting businesses on a cap, Let's be real, Emmanuel, that cap is going to be expensive. Even if you give us some businesses, who must patronize them in order for them to sustain? How do we sustain as a community when we still would look towards white patronization um, to survive? That means the minute they're offended by you, they don't have to patronize you, right? So that means politics, right? So let's say you don't have a liberal disposition in Portland, right? That means the moment you offend based on your own world views in Portland, white, white liberals are not going to patronize a conservative black business who might not agree with their politics. Now, now we're dependent on them in those ways, right? So I haven't seen a Biden's plan. Well, let's, I, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. That's, talk a about great, that's a great point. Mm-hmm. So for any business in Portland, for the most part, um, when you're talking about a black business owner, mm-hmm. um, I think the truth of the matter is you have to be welcoming of all people. Well, or, I, not, not, not that. Not that was that. a foul I'm word to you. Like, that wasn't fair. No, that's, that's not. So <laughs> you, you have to, you have to realize that um, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a big market of white people in Portland right. because this is, because this is the right. whitest city in the world. <laughs> So if you if you are a black person in Portland and you're literally creating a black business that is that is Mm -hmm. based upon the patron patronization of black people only, you are limiting yourself Mm -hmm. to a lot of potential of money. You know, and so it's but I I understand what you're saying is like we want to have our own stuff for us. However, the truth is we're gonna be able to we're we're gonna have to have businesses that can you know that are that anyone is uh, attracted to and or can patronize and feel comfortable with right um not to say that everybody has to do that but there has to be some businesses that take on that back because that's that's a big bag that's that's a huge you gotta go get all you gotta get all the bag you gotta get all the bag but if we don't find a way to circulate the money in the black community still we will lose that wealth immediately right and so part of part of us being great as a community and patronizing each other means is that I'm not going to be quick to run out. Now, the only point I'm trying to make there is that we need to, whatever businesses we create, we need to be able to support and sustain each other. Not that we can be rich without white patronization or Hispanic or Asian. No, that's just not true, right? Mm -hmm. We need to live within community. This is not an ostracism. This is just, for the most part, when we go to um, any any city in our country, right? We see um, areas where Russians own, right? And they, and they patronize each other. We're Asians, Hispanics, right? We seem to be the only community in America without a black town, right? We don't have, we got Asian town, we got Jew town, we got, you know what I mean? We're the only culture. And that's because I believe to your point, we, we don't 
you know, we're not, we're not creating businesses and wealth. What I, what I will say makes me nervous is that all of our businesses and wealth is usually businesses of service, right? For the most part, historically, we're barbershops, we're restaurants, right? It's all service. In the moment that there's a problem, the service industry suffers the most. Now, you ain't seen a president in our lifetime, you may, where infrastructure is not how they recruit, how they circulated wealth back into the American economy, right? So so my biggest issue is we can't miss build outs. We can't miss um, construction companies. We can't miss all of that. And, and let me just take a note. There is no black company, Albina Vision and Trust Side or the joint venture, there is no black company that's going to benefit in the way that white companies will in this. There is nothing that Albina Vision and Trust can present where black large black companies will be the developers here. So I don't, I, we have to be careful not to give them credit where it's not due either because they cannot, let's be clear, when the, when the dust is settled in the billion and a half is done, there will be, can't present that no more, no less than we can, right? First off. Secondly, we, for me, man, it's like if we don't work and we don't, and I'm not talking about just working for people. I'm talking about being able to, to, to gain wealth and money. If we don't work, right, we won't keep those areas anyway. So we can have a 50-year plan. It only is going to take 20 years to get Black folks not to be able to afford that cap. Emmanuel, if we build homes on that cap today, who is, how many Black people that me and you know from the town is going to be able to afford that home? We can't afford Northeast Portland, Emmanuel. So when they when, when they're talking about affordable housing, it's not honest economics because you're still going to need a good credit score. You're still going to need a home loan. You're still going to need all those things. And even if you come and niche at some of that and create um, subsidized programs in the long run, as the property value increases and taxes increases, if we don't have money, we're going to get kicked out just like we got kicked out of Albina area, just like we getting kicked out, just like we getting pushed to Gresham more and more every day. So it ain't, it ain't what, it ain't the desire for entrepreneurship and all that. I love that they want our people to have things. What I think is that you push us back. This is my biggest issue, Emmanuel. If you push us back three and four more years, what is going to be the consequences of that pushback? Because I believe that we can do a lot of the things they're trying to do, right? We can do a lot of those things if we all find a compromise. I'm not here. That's why I want to be really, really careful with my words, because I'm not here to totally not. I'm sure they can articulate arguments and be able to say, well, we don't like this. We don't like that. The question is, is we are the people going to force both of these sides to stop playing with their future and get an answer that get us working, get us um, learning and get us creating wealth in our community because if we push this thing back that's my biggest issue if we push it back we're not pushing it back 18 months only people that don't understand construction will say things like that Emmanuel it's just not true the land surveys themselves if we build this thing out um how they would love to build it and how I think it's kind of cool 
The land surveying itself can take years just to make sure that the land can sustain the build out, right? So I think with my challenge to Albina Vision and Trust and Hamilton Sun Joint Venture in relation in, in partnership with Raymore is that we have to find a community of people who have to start forcing both of these parties to the table to figure out how to get the job done now. Because if we don't, now we're supposed to start in 22, Emmanuel. Now we're we're pushed back to 23 now. So now we're another year back from our community um, working and, and building wealth. And this is not just like working because I work for you, but there's black ownership. I mean, there's black construction companies that's supposed to be part of this conversation. Hispanic and all that. So I just worry that if we don't find a healthy enough compromise soon, then we're going to be in trouble. And let's be clear, Emmanuel, if this thing goes too far, regardless of their ability to be honest about this, we could lose this project as a whole. I just have to be candid about this, bro. No matter what we say on both sides, um, we're, we're not in control of the, the amount of money. There's nothing. Listen, if a binding trust get their way um, and we have to develop, there's developers on that side with special interests too, as well as on this side with special interests, right? People are fighting to keep the opportunity and people are fighting to be a part of it. And I don't think either one is wrong. Well, I look, think that's, that, that's, that that's the thing that, that, that perplexes me because all right, if Albina Vision mm -hmm. is creating, they are talking about governance and literally having the control. Like, that's what it comes down to. They're going for control. They're not going but to, I don't, all right, let's redirect some, some money, let's bring some affordable but, housing. But They're how do we? For, we want control. Okay. How, how many white people is on a board of Albina Vision and Trust? Uh, I think the board in total, there's um, six. Five okay, how many people on the board? I think there's six people on the board, and I think you know I know two are black. Right. So so when we talk about and this is not about them because if I look at Hamilton and Son, it's going to look the same way. Okay. Let's okay. be clear. I'm talking as a black man now. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, when you talk about governance and, and control, and you don't have governance and control of your own organization, it makes me nervous. Right. It does. Because at the end of the day, the board, Albina Vision and Bo Trust Board is ran by white people, whether we like that to be true or not. That's a fact. Well, it let's, is not let's, black let's, dominated. Let's be let's be clear about that. Let's it's, be clear. Let's be clear. So the chair of the board is Rakaya Adams, who is for sure. For but, sure. Is a but you, are, you are correct in stating that, you know, the majority of the board is non-black for sure. Right. So when we talk about governance, right, that's what I'm saying. Again, this is not a knock at them. I'm talking about the reality across the board is when you talk about governments for me, I say, who's going to govern? When you talk about albina vision and trust, I say, you're not governing yourself. So it makes me nervous in saying that you want to be able to govern this cap. Now, is it possible? Is they gonna come and say, no, the blacks are gonna choose who govern this cap, right? And they're gonna choose, and they're gonna choose black people. Then if you're gonna be very specific and intentional, I like that, but let me be clear, Emmanuel. The holdup is not a governance. That's a separate subject. So I, I, we got to be careful not to make that the issue in what I'm talking about. I'm talking no, about I, getting I hear, to work. I, I hear you about getting to work, but what I'm what I'm getting at is, it's odd mm -hmm. to me 
that this like <laughs> this organization granted both organ so from what you're saying is both organizations have a, a majority non-white board is that correct a majority white control so yeah so so majority white well, control well because they're white companies right i mean well, but, but, Al, is. So, so albina vision mm-hmm. is not a white it's specifically for black people but um, man, if you keep being ran by white people, no, but hear me out. If you're ran by white folks, did they have to choose those white board members? The board, listen, I'm part of a not multiple non-for-profits. The board ultimately make decisions. Now it's supposed to weigh those decisions in the best interest of, of the, the vision, right? Mm-hmm. But when you, I'm simply talking about the governance part, right? Is no, I no. want to see governance that's really... But man, you but can't look, there, say we're gonna be free from I them can't. and they still control us. Hear me, hear me, <laughs> out. Hear me out, bro. Hear me okay, out. So, okay, okay. okay. There, you might do. Let's go. Black, there is a black chair. Okay. So there, just there. That means they're at the top of the food chain. They are the face of the organization. She's the creator of the organization, and she has the clout, the capital, the pool to be able to do and get things done that she wants to get done. She's the driver of that organization. Without her, the whole organization falls flat. Nobody supports it. So that means a lot. That means a lot. The executive director is black. She runs the day-to-day operations. That means a lot. And so with, with that, from what I can hear, that's mm-hmm. more than what you what anyone can say for the other side, which is just a white company not that's, that's, that's not just true. white and they have well, no that's specific not. vision, statement, motive to be that's able not. to help black people. They just but, happen to ensure black people because black people are no, gas for the no. Okay, period. Well, that's, well, that's, well, that's cool. Hold but on, hold that's on. not true. But that's not what well, that's not true, though, Emmanuel. Okay. That's okay. what I'm trying to tell you is that's why I keep saying we're all subject to a side. Right. And we, you have, you have no more than I've sat down with a binding vision and trust. Have you sat down or any of us sat down that's on that side with the joint venture and Ray Moore? That's just facts. All right. So, because so, we're actually not even, if you want to be honest, none of us have been free. I think to be, if I can be straight candid with everybody, I might have the more freedom than you or any other body on, on Hamilton, I mean, on joint venture side to engage. Um, I, Buying a vision and trust, then y'all will have to come over here freely and engage him to say, and that's only because is I, I don't give a flying hell about what the joint venture or Ray Moore talking about in light of the community, right? They don't pay me enough to be honest with you, they I just do. don't I to do. worry about that. But I'm allowed certain freedoms that I don't think a lot of people over there are allowed. Yeah, but and so when you say that, I'm telling you that you you haven't had the conversation to to say that you're saying it without context, right? You're true, saying we have control. True. I'm saying if four out of six you don't have control, I'm saying practically you might, but if four white people decided that this is the way they're gonna take the organization, the two black people, this is legalities and facts cannot determine that. Right. Where the difference, the the difference might be over here is that if Hamilton's joint venture loses more, they lose the project. Well, I mean, that's basically because they won't have any community support. 
I get it. And that's exactly what I just said. If if Albina Vision loses Rakaya, and if, if they were to replace Winter with somebody that's not black and they had a white executive director, they would lose all credibility with everybody because everybody is rooted and anchored in who they are. And so so going so going beyond that, there are mm-hmm. you know many uh black contractors that could be and in my mind should be lining up to be able to get work from them whenever their vision goes through. Obviously, theirs is more abstract than what's happening right now that's literally concrete uh-huh. and just literally, you know, ODOT has got contracts ready. But it would it would seem more logical, not more logical, but it would seem logical to be able to get bags from both sides as opposed to looking at them and saying, oh, you got a black leader, but you got white people on the board. But it's like, all right, this, but this black leader wants to but, employ you or what but you gotta this is the only place so i'm gonna correct you what's the problem? i did not i didn't see you i gotta get you here that's fine what i've made clear from the beginning is that to attempt to say that somehow because rakaya is a legitimate leader that means she's more trustworthy or she can better guide where it goes than over here at the end of the day Emmanuel, i preference this in the beginning at the end of the day, Rakaya does not have control of development. There are interests on her sides, like there's interests over here, right? None of them are, to me, none, none of them so, so can particularly claim that the other side um, has less influence. So unfortunately, due to some technical difficulties, um, we, we lost a couple minutes of the conversation because it was chopping up so bad you wouldn't be able to put it together anyway so um moving about five or six minutes into the conversation and picking up right after i suggested that the antagonization is one-sided is coming from uh the contractors i'm trying to figure out why are they antagonizing and book said that's not a fair statement so let's pick up from there let me get this out (laughs) everything i got that let me get this out <laughs> until until you see the other side, mm-hmm. when you say we're antagonizing, you uh-huh. don't think they're saying that on the other side. You don't think everybody in this conversation thinks the other side is the problem. Emmanuel, this is politics, right? Our but why? But why? Why are why are they willing? Look, ABT has. No, I can I can say this. ABT has no issue with the black contractors. They, they're not even thinking about that to be honest it's more or less they're thinking about safety and they're thinking about how can black people live here now regardless of how realistic it is you know i i, I can see how it's, it's it may not be realistic to build living on top of a freeway you know what i mean you like that's, build up there that's not I mean, unreal okay but but what, what i'm but, what i'm what i'm getting at is they're not saying Man, no, nah, these black contractors bro they trying to come up we nah, we we ain't with that this that's not even the the thought process of why they want it's more about safety but it be, but they're making their decision based on safety and how is it going to affect the black community well, moving well, forward for the next 50 years and then oh. and then there's there's a bag there's an immediate bag that's not going to be obtained because abt says nah we kind of want it to be you know um we, we want to see more surveys of the land. so there's there is an antagonism and a beef with those whose bag is getting held up and others no. 
bag well, is not contingent well, upon the I-5 corridor. Well, that's well, first of all, this is again where you you're looking from a lens that you're getting that you're looking from a particular lens. So, first of all, a binder vision and trust absolutely have a vested interest, not only because when you control the money, the land, you control the economics connected to it. Secondly, mm -hmm. as developers, not only on its board, but part of its organization. So you, we're, we would be fools to assume that if it, if, if it had its way and influence, when it can, if I can control who develops on the land, which that's what the governance look like, then of course the people who's bagged me and giving me the funds to do what I'm doing is going to be is going to touch that bag. Come on, Emmanuel. You know better than that. That's not even fair for you to say. If there is developers who are paying the way for this to be done, they are going to benefit from it. That's how any of it works for anybody. I know they're going to benefit from it, but well, like but you, but you the, keep they don't have no best interest. You keep saying that, and that's not true. You just oh, said Albina in a game. Albina. Abundant vision and trust, of course, have something to gain because the developers that are part of the conversation will gain economically and the developers that are part of the organization will gain just like anybody else. Well, I don't okay. demon. Yeah. But so but what you're, what you're saying is if if they have something to gain, then wouldn't they be off? Like, wouldn't they be all for it the same way that the other side has something to gain? Well, no, because because two reasons. Let me again, let me be careful not to assume that they don't have our best interest still in mind. Only thing I'm trying to say is, is that what they have to gain, if you're a contractor, if you're a developer and you're not part of developing this I-5 cap, you have something to gain if by our binary vision and trust, you get access to this I-5 cap. Let's be clear about that. First mm -hmm. thing. Secondly, when you're asking for control of zoning and development, that means economically you can control who makes money from the cap and the surrounding areas, right? Thirdly, is that to assume that this is simply a contractor versus visionary argument, there's always got to be visionaries, there's always got to be contractors, okay? Albina Vision and Trust will add a half a billion dollars to this, so contractors will still be there. And more importantly, again, for me, um, because I don't think anybody has dealt with this perfectly. More important for me is how do we get our community involved in having high levels of success? Now, again, let's talk about the cap since you brought up this whole concept of like building on a cap, which is the whole vision, right? So we go build on this cap and we say, we're going to build on this cap and guarantee ownership. Houses is not on, owning a home is on a cap is like owning a damn condo, right? You don't own the building. You don't own the land on a cap. So this whole concept that, that if anybody tries to sell it as if this cap gives us a high level of ownership is just not true because ODOT is not giving us a highway. Okay. Let's just be clear about that. It belongs to them. They're not giving it up. Now, one of the things there will be land under that highway that Albina Vision and Trust is asking for control of. Again, I don't have a problem with black governance. I have a problem when I haven't seen it and you're not showing me how black people will actually govern this aspect of it. Now, maybe you, Albina Vision and Trust is going to come up and say, look, we're going to choose nothing but people out of the black community. It's not going to be um, the same black stakeholders, as you said earlier. It's the same people on both sides of this conversation that was there 
when this stuff was happening and wasn't able to do anything about it. And now we're all supposed to trust that all these powerful, wealthy black people and white people are going to somehow have the best interest of the poor black person. And this is why I say when you when we keep when our binary vision and trust keeps saying that it's all about ownership for we just want to make sure that the black community has ownership. I'm saying that ownership happens a certain way, no matter what. In our community, outside of the elite, the wealthy or the well-paid in our community, and I think when me and you talk, we're talking about poor Black folks, right, or, or at the best lower middle class, for the most part, I don't believe that they will be able to afford the homes on this cap long term unless we get them. Entrepreneurship does not mean wealthy, right? You have to own things that can build high levels of wealth. Right. And, and, and to me, the historical things that we've owned don't build higher levels of wealth. We need to own construction companies. Right. We need to own firms that get part of this bag. And I'm sure Abana sees that the same way. Don't misread me. But a lot of times when we talk ownership, Emmanuel, it's the prototypical ownership that, that, that has not historically built long term wealth in our community. So. Um, when, when, when people say like, oh, we're, you know, our bond of vision and trust is going to make sure we own. How? How do we own a highway that we know ODOT is not giving to anybody? So it's not true and it's not necessarily honest when we talk about ownership. That's just like we're going to be damn near sharecropping. We're going to be building wealth in a, on, on land that we don't have control of. Now, even if you say governance, Emmanuel, I'm still make the governance part, if that's what important has nothing to do, let's be clear, with the progression of the project. There are two separate things, but if you play them no, they, to- they, are, they don't it doesn't have anything to do with the project. I'm just, right. I'm just saying that's that's more of a perspective for right. others to know of what Albina is about. And so right. and that's what I'm getting at. Like the the highway is not the biggest deal. Like the highway was presented to them. They looked at it and they was like, eh, you know, it seems like more harm than good unless we can kind of, you know, be able to build. And, and because because the, the, the freeway is one of the things that aided and abetted the the gentrification and the tearing down and the removal right. and, right. you know, the, the extraction of black people out of that community. So what they're looking at is historically, this is what happens to keep black people out. Now we want to expand this and maybe potentially incur more harm to, to keep black people out of this area. I, I don't know if we want to go that route. So we're we're cool on that unless we can build on top of it. They're not saying, nah, we don't want that at all. And we don't want no black contractors to get no business because man, we, you know, we we got this over here and y'all, y'all got to get your own business. That's not the case. What? What? It just it Who's saying that? What, what, what we're trying to do. So we're not necessarily gonna sit on that. And plan towards that unless it's safe to build on top of, and that's that's it. That's the. Standard. Why do you keep saying safety? Who keep bringing that to you? You keep saying safety. Help me understand why you keep using that term. Well, listen, but, but I could, <laughs> no, I could, no, no, I, I could book. I could, I, I could you tell you that. Because you're no, using that, listen, you're using listen, that listen. hard term for our people when okay, you have to. Hear me you out. Know, hear me out. To I could, okay. I could, I could break that down to you. Okay. But guess what? You have a vested interest. So you are going to argue it down. No, and no. what I and what I'm getting at is the exchange that you and I are having 
is a big part of the problem with Black Portland and the reason why <laughs> we can't build anything because anybody that has a vested interest in something, let's keep it above, well, bro. Right. We are like we are for the people, but at the end of the day, we're trying to figure out how we're gonna feed our family. And so we're looking right. at short term. How can I make this move? How can I make this flip? How can I make this play? You know, in the next three to five years, as opposed to how can I set up my family, and my community that's, for the next twenty or thirty years? Right. And so there's a there's a rift in the black community because of how short term we think, and so we start arguing over minor details instead of looking at the big picture. Well, well, well what let's you just start doing. We're, we're arguing over semantics. Well, we're arguing over guess, details. Well, you using safety being when you it ain't fair to keep dropping the safety bomb if we're going to argue over schematics safety is a big word with a lot okay. of implications so it's okay. not fair but you i agree let forget the little stuff right so let's yeah. talk about what not on everything i'm saying don't speak for the joint venture this is right. two brothers who love each other and we're not on opposite sides, me and you, right? We just see it through a lens based on how we see people that's trying to do a genuine thing, right? And we're just challenging each other like we should. Exactly, exactly. We have to have these conversations. I mean, because right. if, if we be honest, like people are having it, but they're not having it in public. And public. so folks can't really hash it out and see, you know, and, and be able to hear like some good ideas and some good dialogue, you know, so... Right. Um, that's exactly this to become forget me and you right because we're in these arenas we're in these spaces so we have a view of them i want to yeah i want the community as a whole who don't see what we see who mm -hmm. can't get in the back offices like we get in them mm -hmm. i want them to start forcing us into the public Emmanuel. i want i want that old school town hall meetings where they dashing it out with with the people that's in power right because me and you ain't right we're just right. doing our best to articulate these ideas i want the community to stop laying silent stop sitting and waiting for people to tell them how to think and how to feel and how to be and start forcing answers from everybody that's you know, what I, I think i think the community by and large is apathetic to these conversations because they've heard it all before and then by the time by the time it gets to affecting them yeah somebody like all this hashing out goes you know right. 12 months 18 months hey we got to and then by the time the program comes out we blast it to the community right yeah. and then the community is like oh they moving black people back into Northeast Portland. Where do I sign up? And then they go sign up. Right. It's so difficult to get people back. And right. they be like, wait, I thought y'all said, right. Eh. You know, and then the, right. the paperwork didn't go through or they didn't qualify by this unrealistic standard of 30%. You know, you're like you we said, you gotta be X, Y, and Z. And so it's just like, it's even hard to engage the community on it. It is, you know. It's, but but so that's why it's like not, not to say to negate that part of it, but I'm looking at are the people that are involved, right? Those that know better or right. at least have like that that mindset to like, you know what? I need to be in on this discussion. I need to influence this. Right. Those that are influencing the, the discussion some some way, shape, or form. I want the people. We don't we don't have a code book. We have no code about yes, us. Sir. Yes, sir. That's that's my biggest issue. And, and you're right. That that's that's the biggest problem that I see. Like whether I don't know who's right. Right. I think maybe both sides are. Right. I don't know, bro. I just don't know. But what I do know 
from my limited experience and me just getting thrust into this situation and then right. kind of like looking over here right. and looking over there and some of the contractors right. coming to our meetings and then right. I didn't realize until like the sixth meeting right. that somebody brought it to my attention oh they're beefing with oh that's why they were bringing that type of energy right. asking those type of questions and starting right. the, the conversation right. in the direction I didn't know bro and so I'm literally observing it as I'm in it because I didn't, I wasn't looking for it. I just got invited to the party and I got to the party. I'm like, Oh, wow. It's real. That, that's why when I ask these questions and I make these assumptions, right. it's literally from bro. I'm, I'm figuring it out. We and, both are. And, but, but the one thing that I noticed without having to know everything is that within black Portland, we have no code. And there are black people that are willing to argue with other black people and make it look ugly. And they're arguing in the presence of white people. White and people. that is not the how problem. people do things, bro. That's the, the big problem. Agree. That's the biggest problem. Like, all I right, y'all get the contract. That's cool. Albina vision, blah, blah. but if black people are constantly arguing and willing to kind of, I won't say belittle, but like, you know, just like talk down about somebody else's initiative Right, other white people, it just looks looks where, bad. Where, where where are we gonna go? Cause like let's let's just be honest, bro. Like if we get things the way that we want it, will we be able to work with each other? Because there's a distrust of each other. That's what I'm noticing. Mm, that's heavy. We don't trust each other. So the for, and once again, I'm not speaking for nobody. This is just my observation. Right. I'm sure it's not factual. It's just my perception. <laughs> And, and it's, it's for the sake of good conversation. Right. The black contractors don't trust the black people that are running ABT. Mm -hmm. And they they trust ODOT because ODOT got a bigger bag that's immediate <laughs> that they that they have immediate, hopefully immediate access to as soon as the project goes live. And they've been told by ODOT, they've been promised that you're going to get X amount percentage of this pie. Now, when I think of that, right. I think of, oh, they're telling you you're getting it. You're, you're getting it because it's minorities, uh, you know, women, right. all right. that stuff. But what does that mean? That from what I've seen in, in history is that they can say it's earmarked for all these types of people but you could still not get it or get way less than what you thought because they're going to give it to somebody that has more women or more whatever right. acronym of so-called minorities. Well, I absolutely agree first and foremost, because history speaks to that truth. Mm -hmm. um, what I will say is that again, we are actually contractually responsible uh, and in control of that 20% in a way it's um, it goes to DBEs. This project contractually cannot play out um, if that does not happen. Let's be clear about that. So I agree with you. Um, but I think even if, if, if first of all, let's, let's rewind. We all have to get to the damn table. Let's yeah. be clear, yeah. right? We, you're absolutely right in that we're not dealing with each other first and then moving forward. So we all have to get to this table. No matter how this plays out, we have to, I don't care who, um, how, what compromise we all make at the end manual, we have to make sure that the language adds up to action, right? Because no matter who gets their way, right? Or what compromise happened, we're still at risk mm 
up a bunch of promises that don't add up, yep. period. Because this is the thing, even if a bond of vision and trust get the vision, they're not construction workers, right? So I will still be responsible to make sure that 20% DBE is there, right? I still have to make sure that being in the construction field, that's not their specialty. I would have to answer to the community either way, no matter what that table looked like about DBE participation, right? I would. So, so again, my main concern is, is one, no, so let me change. I, I, I need to be concerned that we're at this table together, that we create a dialogue that's honest and open with each other and get some answers and some compromise. Uh, the ideal compromise for me, Emmanuel, is that the, some of the amazing things that they propose and happen, especially if we can create a true black governance, let's be clear, but we don't stall this project up. Right. I, I, I would love I think the bigger options that they're proposing is dangerous to start a project. up. But some of the things that have nothing to do with the project, black governance is very important. And we need to talk about how that look and get that done. So we're not everybody. First of all, I'm not going to say we I'm speaking as a black man in Portland who loves his community. I will never go against a true black governance that truly represents the people and can help us economically. Never. Let's be clear. But what I what I can't sign up for at this junction is any cap changes that pushes back. Um, us getting to work and getting economics moved in our community. So I think we have to find a healthy compromise that, that plays out. Our bonnet vision can't get everything and um, joint venture can't get everything, right? Every, we, we got people who want, all want the best for our community, but got to find a compromise. And you said it right. We're not at the table with each other mm-hmm. and we're at, everybody's still not compromising, bro. That's all I can say. Like, I'm looking to force our community to force a compromise so we can get to work and we don't lose economic power and control when the time comes. And I don't know how we do that, Emmanuel. I really don't, but, bro, hopefully we can. Shit, I don't know. With with that being said, I think the main thing that I want to push, the idea that I want to push is that um, Black leaders, like, we the, the folks that are that are really in these meetings and really pushing for us what we need to work on the most is coming together not saying that everybody has to agree and everybody has to have the same ideology but right. like some type of code of yo we're gonna actually like hash this out pre-meeting before we get in front of everybody else. Right, right, so it right. doesn't look like just some jumbled WWE, everybody is <laughs> going in there. You know what I mean? Because right. you know, when, when we talk, it's passionate. Right. And they don't always understand it either. Yeah, folk, folks don't understand. And so right. it, it it doesn't it doesn't give the the an accurate message of what's really happening. And to be to be honest, like all these folks know each other. You know, right. they, your, your, your uncle went to school with him and my, my dad went to school. So we all know each other. Everybody's cousins or friends of the family went to school. Right. So just like, since we know each other, like let's, like we should use that to our advantage. And I don't think we're using that to our advantage. And we there's a lot of opportunity to make things happen for real, for real. If we still stay on separate sides, but have a code of how to, how to like have rules right. when going I've on. Heard- you know what I mean? So 
hopefully it's our first step, brother. No doubt, man. I think this conversation could be a model for many of you. Uh, we got to keep this thing going. Fact. I love you. All right, love you, bro. I'll highlight you. Appreciate you. Right. Yeah. Sir. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Once again, y'all, it's the Socks and Sandals podcast where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. Um, if you have any questions, any comments, feel free to tap in on Instagram. That will be Socks and Sandals Podcast. Uh, you can email me, Socks and Sandals Podcast at gmail.com. I will highlight y'all next time. Grace and peace.